This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Folks, welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. This is possibly one of the most important episodes I think we've ever done. Just looking over the newspapers, listening to the radio stations over the last couple of days, uh, we are a country who is in almost mayhem about the coronavirus. And I thought we should really do an episode to look at the facts and talk to someone who deals in real health and no-nonsense health and no-nonsense advice that backs up. And I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast today by Laura Dowling, aka the Instagram's fabulous pharmacist. I followed her account for a very long time. She dishes out real advice that works, and I thought she would be perfect to bring on to chat to us a little bit about the virus, the do's, the don'ts, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, and also about immunity and how to build up your immune system as well. Laura, a very big welcome to the to the Real Health Podcast. How's it going? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, everything's good. So, All well. <laughs> so listen, let's break it down really simply for our listeners. Um, the coronavirus, uh, what is it and what can we do to, to safeguard ourselves against it? So um, the coronavirus is is a virus. So first and foremost, which is a, a biological agent for all intents and purposes, a little bit of DNA. And how these viruses work is they reproduce in this, inside the cells of living hosts. OK, so um, a, a virus gets into our cells and our cells will reproduce the virus. And that's how it does its damage. So the coronavirus is um, a virus that affects the respiratory system and it's an, it's a, an otherwise unknown virus. So it's a novel virus, so it hasn't been seen in the human, this particular one, the COVID-19, has never been seen in humans before. And that is why, you know, everyone's a little bit panicked and a bit scared about it because we, it's the first time we've dealt with it and we don't have a cure for it and we don't have a vaccine for it as of yet. But there are scientists working on all that uh, 24-7, I can guarantee you. And I think it's safe to say there is a huge amount of confusion uh, around currently over both on social media and just generally every person I talk to has a different opinion, has heard something different about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I certainly have never seen anything like it before. Have you? No, I haven't. And I do wonder that if the media or if social media were pushing out the scary and the you know, the panicky headlines so much, would there be as much hysteria about it? Now, it is a, a serious illness if someone that is immunocompromised or someone that is elderly gets. Um, and if, you know, for instance, the, the death rate might be uh, in around 3% of the population if they get if they get it and and that's really unfortunate because it's higher than the flu but there is a lot, a lot an awful lot of hysteria about it because let's not forget the percentages that 80 percent of people that get it will have it mild symptoms and recover very well from it 80 percent wow okay yeah wow yeah so it isn't it isn't a you know a de- it isn't um a, a death notice so to speak you or I might get it. We might have the symptoms of a, of a cold or a flu and we will recover well. But it's it's the immunocompromised and the elderly among us that may not 
uh, get well from it. So about 15% of people will, will be affected severely and they might get critical from it. And then you'll have the, the 3 to 4% that might actually die from it. So that's there are the stats that we have now and that's what we're all working with at the minute. And that's why that's why we're a little bit concerned because of the death rate. It is much higher than the normal season, than the normal seasonal flu death rate. Okay. And in terms of simple practical tips that work in terms of prevention, can you just talk us through a couple of those for our listeners? So I think that we need to be very mindful of our hygiene practices. So we need to be washing our hands thoroughly. With soap and water, you do not need antibacterial soap. You do not need hippie scrub. You just need normal soap and water. Lather up your hands for 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday in your head twice. I'm sure everyone has heard this already. Everyone's sick of happy birthday. I can think of another few songs that last 20 seconds, but I'm not going to sing on this. Um, that's really important. Washing our hands really regularly. Um, washing surfaces down as well with antibacterial sprays if needed. A bit of Dettol in some water even will do. Um, dilute it down. Um, or, or even just a bit of fairy liquid if we if we're using our our um our cloth and that and soaking it in in it, making sure surfaces are wiped down because this virus does live on surfaces and we don't know for how long after someone has maybe that has the coronavirus sneezes on a surface, we don't know how long it, it actually stays alive for. So we're saying to everyone to, to wipe down surfaces um, regularly as well. Yeah. And then also proper cough and sneeze etiquette. I was walking down Grafton Street last week and even though everyone's talking about cough and sneeze etiquette, I still saw someone walking down the street and he sneezed into midair and, you know, the spittle was going everywhere. That is the way coronavirus is spread by, through the air and then also hand to mouth. So that's what we're saying, continually washing our hands. And I think the, the the really important thing to note just from what you said there is that you don't necessarily need to have uh, sp- special things to wash your hands with. I know my local pharmacy, yeah. I was in there uh, earlier on in the week picking up some, some, some stuff and there must have been, I would say, 60 people coming through and they all wanted, you know, antibacterial hand wash and uh, and all, and all yeah. of this. And we've again, around the country, it's nearly sold out everywhere. It's really hard to get. It's got massively yeah. up in price. And the reality is you don't need to use it. No, you don't. You just need a good lather. The reality is that soap actually breaks down the fatty layer around the virus. So that, that's what kills the virus. And then obviously you're washing it down the sink. So that's essential for, for people to know that they do not need um, a fancy soap or antibacterial soap. And they certainly do not need hand sanitizer either unless they're out and about and have no access to soap and water. Uh, that's really important too because hand sanitizer doesn't work as well as soap and water because when you think about it hand sanitizer you're layering something onto your hands whereas with soap and water you're washing your hands thoroughly and you're rinsing everything off so that's really important okay fantastic to know uh if any of our listeners are listening and they think they may have it or they have the symptoms which which will in terms of the symptoms what, what are the key symptoms of it so the key symptoms are flu-like symptoms plus a fever and then also with some respiratory uh, problems, so trouble breathing, shortness of breath, etc. So if you think you have it, what you do is you either phone your GP or emergency department. Now, they are going to become overwhelmed in the coming days with phone calls because, you know, there'll be some people that naturally get quite scared if they get a sniffle and they might be phoning them. Um, and then there'll be some people that will be they will become infected and they will be phoning them too. So there is a HSE hotline number as well. And you can get that on the HSE website 
and you, they will take your call as well. And they have an algorithm of questions that they will ask you. You know, the first one being is, have you been to an affected area such as Lombardy region in, in Italy? And uh, they will work their way down the questions. And then they will, you know, they will determine then whether or not they, they need you to come into the ED or into your, go into your GP to get swabbed or send um, an ambulance out to you to get swabbed either, because that's what they're going to be doing to try and reduce the amount of people that are walking around in, you know, in society with the coronavirus. They'll be sending, you know, people out to your home to take the swab as well, if they feel that that's necessary, if you've answered all the questions that they feel they're, they're worried enough about you to take a swab. Okay, so first things first is make the phone call. Don't go anywhere. Ring the HSE. They will talk you through everything you need to do from there. I think that's a really, really important point. As my wife is a GP, and she's saying very much the same thing, that they're so busy and inundated, and we people people yeah. still coming into the practice. So stay at home and just make that phone call. That's the first thing to do, which is really, really important. Absolutely, because there's people with, um, you know, there's people with illnesses all the time that will need to be going to the GP anyway. And the last thing you need to do is rock up to your GP with potential coronavirus and infect an entire surgery if you're if you're coughing it within the surgery. So I think that that's really important to note as well. Okay, well, some some fantastic tips there. I suppose one of the things that has really uh, this has really brought up is you know in terms of immune systems and people's immune systems and getting to be as healthy as possible and having a healthy immune system. In terms of out, away from the coronavirus, but in terms of the immune system generally, um, what ways can people improve theirs? You know, what what are the best things to do? So it's actually pretty common sense. The ways to improve your immune system is to have. A good diet full of plenty of fresh uh, vegetables and fruit and whole grains and lean meats and fish, all that, loads of antioxidants, etc. in all those fruits and vegetables exercise and then plenty of sleep and rest it's it's a no-brainer i think you know we're, we're at the stage here in 2020 where we want a, a quick fix for everything we feel tired we want to take a magic bullet to make ourselves feel not so tired or a tablet of some kind but the reality is is a lot of us are underslept and if we all slept a little bit more we all exercise a little bit more and we all took our diet a little bit more seriously we'll be really on the right track to immunity to be honest with you Okay, so don't look for the magic pill or sachet or supplement because they generally don't work. I would that's, that's certainly my own take on it. I'd be interested to see what your take is. Yeah, like, I mean, look, if someone isn't eating well or they have um, a deficiency in their diet, certainly, um, they could look to, to take a multivitamin or something like that. You know, anyone, any female of childbearing age should certainly be taking their folic acid. I often talk about that, too. But just in terms of someone that's normal and healthy and eating well and getting rest and you know getting their exercise in as well, they shouldn't need to supplement unless they've gone to the doctor and got blood tests done and they're actually been proven to be deficient in, in something. Um, I think sometimes uh, people can take supplements and it can be like a placebo effect that they're feeling better with it. Now, obviously, if it's a case of you don't eat a lot of fish, it might be a good idea to supplement with an omega-3 supplement or something like that. But generally, for most of the population, we don't need to supplement except with, with vitamin D being in Ireland and, and with poor sunlight hours, etc. Laura, thank you so much for joining me on The Real Health. If people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Fabulous Pharmacist. I'm on there daily doing stories and putting up posts. I'm also on uh, Facebook, but but not as much. It's not as easy to, to kind of access there. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear from anyone. And then I just want to leave this with just reminding everyone to keep 
washing their hands <laughs> with with soapy water. It doesn't have to be with expensive. It could just be soap and water. water. It's the yeah, best way to do it. Yeah, you don't need to spend a fortune. <laughs> and and also, don't be stockpiling the soap, <clears throat> and don't be stockpiling the toilet roll, and don't be stockpiling the medicines. We need to work as a society together to make sure that everyone has enough of everything going forward, because there will inevitably be shortages of. Off, off products if people are stockpiling and not leaving enough for their neighbour to buy, etc. So we need to be mindful that we need to work together as a society because if you have all the soap and your neighbour doesn't, they have dirty hands and you're going to get the coronavirus from them. The so be- the best that's one, where I leave it. The best <laughs> one I heard earlier on was from someone who works in a electrical uh, 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 store and they yeah. are they have a massive shortage now of, fr- of freezers. They've had a huge influx of oh people buying freezers over the course of the last seven days and they can't keep up with the demand for freezers. <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy. And you know what? Nobody wins because, you know, not even they win because they can't supply other customers Correct. with that going forward. So it, it's about it's about supply and demand. But once that supply runs out, you know, we're all bunched. So we need to be really mindful. Only get your month's supply of medicines, guys. Only get enough Calpol that you might need for your family normally. So one bottle of, of Calpol and one bottle of, of, of an ibuprofen is enough uh, or a paracetamol, etc. Don't be stockpiling. It's really, really important. We need to be thinking of everyone in society and not just ourselves. And especially the vulnerable people that will be most affected by the COVID-19 will be our elderly. So we need to be mindful of them and, and caring of them. They're, I, I think a lot of them might be living alone and quite scared. They're hearing all this on the radio and that. So keep an eye out for, for, for your elderly neighbours as well. That's what I'd say to as well and look out for each other listen fantastic advice thank you so much for joining us on Real Health folks it's a really important episode today have a listen send it around talk about the the, the topics we've discussed and just keep it really really simple and keep washing your hands as ever you know where we are it's at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram and we are back next week with another episode of Real Health have a wonderful week stay safe and pass on today's advice to anyone you know who may need it have a great week and we'll see you next week Sláin Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.